Holiday your heart out at Old Navy. Today only, all hats, gloves, and scarves are 50% off. Plus, get 40% off your entire purchase today at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Hats, gloves, and scarves valid 1120. 40% valid 1115 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. Thanks for listening to the show. I am a naturopathic doctor, so because of the kind of doctor I am, this show is like the most amazing topic ever. Because as naturopathic doctors, we are obsessed with the gut. We are obsessed with digestion because really that's where it all starts. So I'm very excited about this topic tonight. Anytime I have a chance to talk about poop, I'm all about it. So it's going to be a very poopy show, and uh, hopefully you guys listening will get lots of really great insight. Insights, and um, this this diet we're going to be talking about tonight can be pretty miraculous for for many many people. And it's amazing to me how many people have never even heard of it. So um, really looking forward to helping a lot of you guys listening. And please 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 share. The, uh, the show with anybody you know dealing with any kind of digestive issues, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, gas, or just you know actual diagnosed conditions, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, IBS, all that good stuff. Um, they could have a lot of relief just waiting for them. So uh, let's see, a couple of housekeeping things. Facebook page, check me out, facebook.com slash Noel and twitter.com slash Dr. Lauren Noel. And I officially send out emails now. So if you guys want to be on my email update list, please go over to the website, drlaurennoel.com, and sign up for email updates. And I'll keep you in the loop of all the cool things happening in my life and also, you know, some cool little health tips as well. Uh, let's see, what else? I think that's it for a little housekeeping stuff. So this topic's really important, you guys. Millions of people suffer from digestive problems, and we talked about it on the show before. You know, I did a show, Pooping 101, a few months ago. Um, I had Evelyn uh, interview me because I said, who who better than me can talk about this topic? Um, and we had Dr. Allison Seebecker on the show a couple of years ago, I think, maybe about a year and a half, almost two years ago, to talk about um, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth which is very closely tied to what we're going to be discussing today. Um, and uh, I think besides that, we've done a gluten show and some autoimmune stuff. So we talked about it a little bit, but never really got specific into what this kind of diet is. So, and, and really, you know, this is relevant for people beyond just who have bloating and gas and diarrhea, right? I mean, the digestive system is where the majority of certain neurotransmitters are, like serotonin, for example, you know, it's a place where you obviously absorb your nutrients. Um, so symptoms of having dysfunction there can can definitely be more than just digestive stuff, right? So it could be brain fog, it could be fatigue, anxiety, depression, um, you know, uh, hormonal imbalances, and it goes on and on and on. So you might not have actual, you know, digestive symptoms, but if you have any of the, those other things, then this might really help you out. So, um, and also ADHD, that's something I'm seeing so much now in my practice, and uh, the gut is just really where it starts for that as well, so definitely relevant for the kids. And our guests tonight, they have healed themselves using nutrition and natural medicine, and they're paying it forward, and they're helping thousands and thousands of people, so it's really, really inspiring. Tonight on the show, we have Stephen and Jordan. Stephen Wright and Jordan Reasoner are health engineers. They are trained in functional medicine who help people naturally heal digestive problems, reduce stress, and who can't use more of that, and create lasting, lifelong health. 
Their step-by-step approach to natural digestive health has helped more than 20,000 clients in over 140 countries. That is a lot of people who are pooping good now. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the show. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Thank you, Dr. Low. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you guys. I remember meeting you, I think it was back at AHS, I want to say about a year and a half ago, and or maybe people were saying, hey, you need to talk to these guys. And I don't know, if, I can't remember if we talked or didn't talk, but you've been on my radar since then, so I'm glad to finally have you guys on the show. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, uh, we heard through the grapevine that uh, you like to talk about poop, so I, I think we shook hands <laughs> at AHS, but we haven't had the chance to totally interact yet. Yeah, well, it's about damn time, I think. <laughs> well, I'm just excited to be here because you already said poop like five times, and that's pretty awesome. I, it's ridiculous. I think I would our show has been on for I want to say a minute and a half. <laughs> Set new records. Yeah, uh, where are you? Where do you guys live, by the way? Are you in the same place? Are you both calling from Skype in two different places? Yes, I'm calling from uh, Lansing, Michigan. And I am in Bozeman, Montana. Wow. So how did you two hook up? How did this this little dynamic duo happen? Uh, The dynamic (laughs) duo, yeah, it started (laughs) back in uh, college. Uh, We uh, we both had, uh, we were in the same fraternity at the same college and kind of hit it off as two guys who were dealing with some digestive issues back then and Mm -hmm. kind of that continued after college. And uh, I think Jordan probably should pick the story up from there. Yeah, I mean, we were good buddies in college. We were living together in the same fraternity and, uh, you know, secretly both had a lot of stomach problems going on. And, man, I just started having all this diarrhea come on all of a sudden after my mom died. And and uh, it was, uh, it got up to about 10 to 15 times a day I was having diarrhea. Some blood in there, some good stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it took a couple of years for them to finally figure out that I had full-blown celiacs. I had full bilis atrophy at that point. Mm. And uh fired a lot of doctors, went through that whole that whole thing and uh finally got a celiac diagnosis. But what's really interesting at that point is they you know, they sent me home with a gluten free diet packet. They said, Oh, you're gonna be fine, this is great news. You're gonna be just fine if you eat gluten free. Don't worry about it, just take this packet home, do some reading, you'll be you'll be just fine. And two years later I was still having diarrhea fifteen times a day and yeah. uh, pretty depressed. Wow. So that was like the point where I was doing, I was 24 and I was filling out my will, you know, putting together documents mm. for my wife, like, here's what we need to do to, you know, get money out of the bank and stuff like that. And really just going through that whole thing. Yeah. And, um, and so Steve and I both graduated at that point. We we're still good buddies and we we're engineers, you know, working in the auto industry. And I was still really struggling, really depressed, really sick. And, uh, fortunately I finally found a pretty good doctor and uh, he was doing integrative medicine at the time. And he was like, look, I don't know what's wrong with you, but here's this book about the specific carbohydrate diet. I think it could help you. I have no idea what else to do. Just read this book and try the diet. And I was you know, ready to give up at that point. And I started the diet on a whim. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, look, I'm just going to do this by myself. You just make food for you and our son, and I'll take care of making food for me, and we'll just see what happens. And seven <laughs> days later my diarrhea finally calmed down. I finally had a normal bowel movement for the first time in, I don't know, four or five years. So wow. it was pretty pretty profound. And that's where, you know, Steve and I started talking more. Maybe he can pick up the story from his point of view then. But once I started the diet and he saw what happened with me, 
you know, he he was pretty interested in what it could do for him. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah, Go for it, so, Stephen. Let's hear your story. Yeah, so at that point in time, I was in Chicago doing some uh, some consulting work in, in a very stressful. I had moved on from the auto industry. I was doing some stressful consulting work, and I was living the happy hour lifestyle, you know, trying to move up the ladder. And uh, I, my, my digestion had deteriorated even worse. And so I was always um, alternating constipation, diarrhea, IBS client or person, and I had been through five or six doctors, and their standard protocol was, uh, well, you know, the, the blood tests for celiac are negative, and you're not bad enough to, to do any major scope work, so more metamucil, more grains, you know, blah, 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 and that never worked for me. And um, so I just kind of started to accept that maybe this was genetics, and I was I was totally screwed, but you know what, I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to cry about spilt milk. I'm just going to move on with my life, and I'm going to continue to have this bloating and this constant gas every single time I eat. And uh, when Jordan saw the traumatic turnaround, he started telling me about it, and um, I-, I was intrigued, but I don't know if the pain point was really there. And it was a couple months later when literally every time I would eat, I would be doubled over in pain and just farting and, and having all kinds of diarrhea, constipation. And I finally reached back out to him, and, and he, that's when he finally, you know, got through to me. and was like, man, look, try this diet. Um, I know it's way different than what you've ever done before. You've got to make all this food, and you've got to make it from scratch, and it's not, it's not really convenient compared to your current lifestyle, but you've got to try it. And so I did, and I, I would be, you know, farting and, and having all kinds of uh, pain in my digestion, every hour of the day. And I, I started the specific carbohydrate diet. Three days later, I had no gas, and I had basically regular bowel movements after that. Um, so it was just amazing from week one again for me. Mm, that is amazing. And really, like, there's there's really no medications that work that profoundly for the most part, you know. And just that diet alone can make such a huge, huge difference. It's incredible. So, Stephen, uh, how... Did you did you stay on the diet for a long time, or were you able to get off of it? Like, how is it after you know being on it for a few days? Yeah, so it's um, it's a great question. Uh, I actually stayed on it for a long time. I was on it um, very strict for uh, two years, and then I sort mm-hmm. of kind of moved on to the paleo diet. And at the time, Jordan and I actually didn't even know about paleo or primal diets, um, mm-hmm. but there was some healing that needed to take place. I needed to root out um, some adrenal fatigue and uh, a parasite and H. pylori, that kind of infection. Um, But the diet kept me basically symptom-free while I was doing it. And so Mm -hmm. even though um, I would try to maybe cheat a little bit here or there, I would would basically be reminded right away that I needed to stay on it. But as we've gone down the functional medicine route and working with, you know, qualified practitioners like yourself, we found other root causes of why we couldn't eat a more diverse diet to not have those symptoms. Mm-hmm. Got it. So for, for people tuning in who know nothing about the specific carbohydrate diet, Jordan, why don't you tell us a little bit of what is this diet exactly and, you know, tell us about the different phases. Just kind of give us like a, a, you know, a rundown of what it is. Yeah, that's a good question. For those of you that, you know, if a lot of your listeners are familiar with paleo, we, we kind of call SCD like the little brother of paleo and and we encourage people to use the diet as a way to heal their gut and then graduate on to something like paleo for the rest of their life. And that's what I did, and that's what Steve did, and I think it's a great tool. And in that, some of the subtle differences are that in a specific carbohydrate diet, we begin people off with a little three- to five-day intro diet. 
and then to our diet, it's just really easy to assimilate food, so really easy to digest foods. But the whole goal of being, look, we got to heal your gut, we got to do some work here. You know, typically people are really malnourished, things like that. So it starts you off with just a, a quick three to five day intro diet. It's almost like a reboot, right? And uh, and it's based a lot on chicken soup and just really easy to digest foods. And then from there we have phases where we support you to be able to. I, it, people have heard of like a, a elimination diet. It's almost like a reverse mm-hmm. elimination diet where you're starting from the intro diet and you're adding in new foods every couple of days and you see how well you tolerate them. And everybody has to build a custom diet. I mean, we've helped over 20,000 people that have used our guide, and, you know, we get emails all the time. I think everybody has a a very individual custom version of the diet that works for them. So everybody just starts to add back in foods, see what works for them, what doesn't work for them, see if it triggers worse symptoms. And then over time, as you continue to heal, you can tolerate more and more foods, and, and you can get to a point where maybe six months, maybe a year, maybe a couple years like me, where you can even graduate up to adding things in like safe starches like sweet potato or potato. Um, but in the beginning, it's, it's definitely sugar-free. It's grain-free, um, no vegetable oils, things like that, no soy. And it, it also um, does incorporate some fermented dairy that uh, that people can use, like, for, for example, 24-hour fermented yogurt, things like that. But in general... Um, it's very low carb in that way, and uh, and no starches are allowed either in the beginning. So that's the goal behind the diet is is to help you support easy to digest foods, see what foods actually work for you, and then use those foods to heal your gut. Mm-hmm. It's very very individualized. I talk about that all the time. Just you know, we are also individuals, and you can't just give one diet for everybody. So it's really great in being able to listen to your body. And I don't think I mentioned actually your guys' website. So um, it's scdlifestyle.com, right? So standing it stands for specific carbohydrate diet lifestyle.com. So scdlifestyle.com. And you guys, um, I was able to glance through your your guide. It's just you have put in a lot of work, and you you answer all the questions anybody could possibly have about the diet. So really great job on putting all that work into it. It's really great. Thank, thank you, thank you. It's been really really rewarding over the last four years. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and and, I mean, and it's it's great for me with my patients too. By the way, it's going to make my job a lot easier. So like, so thank you from <laughs> from a clinician standpoint. It's awesome. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, I just wanted to comment on that because um, you, you talked about it um, a little bit before when we've alluded to it, but we, we come from a background of engineering and, and two dudes with no uh, cooking skills, engineers, so we had to learn this stuff from scratch. And so that's how we think about uh, and that's how we thought about creating our ebook and our guides and the free stuff on our website is like, okay, this has to be step-by-step for uh, some dummies out there uh, who can get it done because that's who we were. So we really try to make things um, as simple as possible and uh, really straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now what kind of benefits have you heard from, from the clients, all the people who have tried this? What are some of the, some of the success stories that you've had? Um, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's all over the board. So um, a lot of the people who use a specific carbohydrate diet are people with ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease. Uh, we talked about IBS, which is what I had, and celiac disease, which um, Jordan had. Um, I think one of the most recent ones is, uh, and very profound, was that paleo effects. Um, we had a guy from Mexico come up and who had 
um, pretty unresponsive ulcerative colitis. And after just following the, the protocol that we lay out in our ebook and adding in some support like digestive enzymes and multivitamin, he was able to go from extremely, you know, bloody, uncontrollable stools um, down to pretty much what we call perfect poops. Mm. Wow, that is incredible. Now, what about beyond just like the digestive realm? Have you had some good success stories with, you know, things like attention and mood and even like kids who use it for, you know, ADHD and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it, the the specific carbohydrate diet has a pretty big movement uh, for children in the autism spectrum. Um, so mm-hmm. that's been, you know, since probably the late 90s, it's been used quite extensively for, for kids that are on the autism spectrum, ASD, you know, and, and they're getting pretty miraculous results. I mean, obviously there's some challenges when it comes to, you know, having to tweak the diet a little bit for children that are really picky eaters and have maybe some sensory issues. So there's a lot of ways that people can customize it, but there's so many parents out there that are using this for their children and even children with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's and digestive diseases as well. So it's it's pretty amazing. We we do get emails a lot from parents and messages on Facebook from parents who are using the diet for their kids uh, that are having, you know, whether it be ASD or whether it be, you know, even ADHD type things like you talked about. I mean, they're they're having a lot of results turning to something like that and using food and nutrition rather than turning to the medicine that's being offered to them. Mhm. Yep. That's so so amazing that a that a kid could, you know, be able to reverse that while they're so young and their whole life has changed. It's really really amazing you guys are doing that work. I would love to um have you comment on one thing you talk about in your book is the vicious cycle. Now I know that this diet is based on the work of Dr. you know, Elaine, is it Dr. Elaine Gottschall? Was she a doctor? Uh, she was a biochemist. Okay, biochemist. Um, Elaine Gottschall and her book is Breaking the Vicious Cycle. And I love how you guys describe the vicious cycle. So tell us a little bit of what is that. Um, let's hear from you, Stephen. What's what's the vicious cycle and how is, how does this all happen in the digestive tract? Yeah, so, um, so SCD actually comes from a long line of research. And uh, Dr. Sidney Haas kind of actually outlined the diet in his book, um, The Management of Celiac Disease in the 50s. And then mm. Elaine popularized, um, popularized the diet in her book in the 1990s, 94. Mm. And so we're really um, standing on, on shoulders here of giants who've done a lot of work. So we definitely didn't come up with this concept. Um, I want to make that known. And, and this idea of a, of a vicious cycle is also um, comes from work that Elaine did. And uh, what what she outlines is this uh, vicious cycle that happens in the gut, and it um, starts um, with some sort of intestinal injury. And uh, we now know, uh, you know, based on our functional training, um, that that injury could come from all different types of things, right? It could come from stressors uh, in, you know, environmental stressors. It could come from relationship stressors, life stress, um, mm-hmm. diet stress, all different types of things that might cause an injury to the gut. And then once we get that injury, um, the villi, which are kind of like little hairs or um, you can think of them as like shag carpet, and they line your intestine. And we need those to not only uh, break down food but also to absorb food. And what happens is those little hairs are very fragile and and they get damaged. And uh, what then happens is we get malabsorption because the injury um, and then the, the inability to break down the food causes malabsorption. So now we have food that should be getting digested, but because of the injury, it's sitting around in the intestines for a little too long. 
And what's just natural and amazing about life on this planet is that when there's a food substrate, there will be something that grows to eat that and, and to flourish in life. And so what we find and what the vicious cycle kind of shows is that something, um, some sort of microflora will likely um, produce uh, or grow up and uh, start to eat that uh, substrate that's around too long. And a lot of times that's uh, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Um, it could be candida. And, um, you know, it, I don't think science is really totally clear on all the different organisms that might grow up to, to eat the food that's sitting around too long. But what we know is that all of those uh, growths are abnormal, and then they excrete more toxins, causes more damage, and it completes the circle. And so this, this thing just kind of keeps going on and on. You eat more foods that we can't properly digest, causes more injury, they, they hang around too long, and uh, too many bugs grow. And so part of SCD is only eating, only eating uh, very specific carbohydrates, monosaccharides, which mono means one. So it's just a, a single carbohydrate structure. It removes, the SCD removes disaccharides and polysaccharides because those villi actually split the polys and the dyes down to monos. And mm -hmm. so we can help break this cycle with SCD um, by eliminating some harder to digest carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Got it. God, you explained that really well. Nice work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So uh, you use the analogy in your book of like the swollen ankle analogy. So can you kind of describe with that? I love using, you know, just visuals. Um, so, so the swollen ankle. So, uh, you know, if you turn your ankle, and, and I guess I, I use this in the book because I, I have these awful ankles that seem to turn all the time when I was playing basketball and sports. And so when you twist an ankle, um, you get all this swelling and, and inflammation, and it's pretty normal. And uh, the body rushes in to try to heal it. And so there's, there's lots of ways that you might... Uh, go on about your life after you turn your ankle, right? So you could decide to follow maybe a specific recommendations from the medical community, which means, uh, you know, they might tell you that you should stay off of it and you should ice it and you should do all these various uh, rehab protocols to get it back. Um, or you might decide to do part of that um, protocol that they tell you. May, you know, maybe they said do it 12 weeks, I'll just do it six weeks and, you know, go on with my life. Or you might just be mm -hmm. like, you know what, I'm a, I'm a man or I'm a woman and Whatever, I know how to, I'm going to doctor Google this thing, and I got this ankle, no big deal. Um, so you have some choices, just like you have choices when you eat. And so the swollen yeah. ankle analogy is that um, if, you, if you decide to go against what uh, some standard practices are that we know um, could actually take all the inflammation away, allow the healing to take place, which in this case would be something like SCD or paleo, um, you're going to continue to cause inflammation if you start walking on it right away. So if you ignore the doctor's orders, if you try to doctor Google it yourself, you go back to playing basketball too early, you're going to keep causing a little bit of inflammation, a little bit of inflammation. And in the long run, you know, let's look out three years, maybe your ankle's just fine. You know, maybe this doesn't matter. But in between there, there could be so much swelling and trauma and just you getting frustrated because your ankle's not working properly. When if you would have done exactly the protocol that you're supposed to do, maybe in 12 weeks, all of that pain and swelling, all that, that junk that you had to suffer through for three years was gone in 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about your gut like that, if you get really serious about it 
and you get really in-depth with what you're doing, um, what we find is that you can become symptom-free usually very fast, and that allows you the momentum and the excitement to go in there and find out why did you get sick in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the root cause? You know, to me it's just kind of common sense, but it's uh, it's not always the case in, in medicine these days. So it's great. Yeah, and, and one thing you, you talk about in your book too is is that, you know, sometimes when people start this diet, probably more times than not, there's die-off. And oftentimes people think, oh, that's a bad thing. I should stop eating this diet because I feel awful. So, um, Jordan, talk a little bit about what is die-off, why is this a good thing, and, you know, what's going on with that? Good question. So we get this question a lot. It's probably the number one question we get in our inbox and on Facebook. Like, hey, I'm six weeks into the diet. I'm really just feeling awful. I'm getting headaches, brain fog, a flare-up of symptoms. Is this die-off, you know? And I actually wrote a post about it because it was such a common thing that we saw. And, you know, die-off is this idea that, okay, if you're doing the intra-diet, for example, and you've been eating the standard American diet for whoever, however long you've been alive, right? I mean, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, whatever it might be. You've been eating this way. You, you have an intestinal injury like Steve talked about. You have leaky gut. You have inflammation. You're feeding this bacteria that's potentially growing in your small intestine. And all of a sudden, you stop feeding it. So you're switching to really easy-to-digest foods. You're going very low carbs. So you're taking that direct, easy-access food away from them. And there's a die-off where these bacteria will die off. And when they die, they release toxins. And especially if you have leaky gut, which most of the people using SCD are going to have some degree of leaky gut, uh, you know, those toxins are going to go into our body and cause some pretty crappy symptoms. You know, they're going to make us feel kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a lot going on there. I mean, you know, we like to say that die-off shouldn't last more than three to five days. Uh, and and if, if you experience symptoms that last longer than three to five days, there's probably something else going on. And there's a couple mm-hmm. things that are some really key distinctions there. So if you're still feeling sick after, you know, five days of just having maybe like really bad diarrhea or cramping, stomach pain, or you're having... Um, you know, brain fog and post-nasal drip and headaches. That's kind of a really common symptom, too. If you're having those after five days, there could be two things going on. And the first is that you could have what's called the low-carb flu, right? And you hear a lot about that in the paleo community where, you know, you're going, and not to get too sciencey, but you're dropping the carbs so much that you are no longer, you know, really eating a glucose source. So you're switching mm-hmm. to you know, creating ketones, and that's a whole body process that has to happen. I mean, it's like running from, you know, um, using gasoline in your car to now you're going to run on electric. I mean, it's just Mm. totally different fuel. So there's the low-carb flu, and that could be what's going on. But again, you know, typically most people in the payload community say that's a two-week deal. So if it's even still really going on beyond that, it's probably most likely that you have other issues that you need to look into. You need to get more clear on the root cause. You could be reacting to a food. You could need some digestive support like digestive enzymes or beta-NHCL if you have low stomach acid. Uh, It could be that you have intestinal parasites or bacterial infections you need to get tested for. So it's really a sign that, okay, die-off is is probably real and it's probably going to happen for three to five days. If it goes beyond that, it could be low-carb flu. And, you know, that's tough to really discern. You could eat a little bit more carbs and see how you feel. But in the end, 
there's probably some more stuff that you need to dig into. You need to either get some stool testing done or you need to try out some digestive enzymes or read about low stomach acid. And those are the things that can really support you. It's just kind of a red flag like, hey, you need to keep tweaking. We like to say that. Mm -hmm. Keep tweaking, keep customizing, and see what works for you. Right, right. And, you know, and, and if leaky gut is, in fact, happening for somebody, just changing diet might not be enough. And I like how you guys really outline that in your book is that, you know, you guys actually did use natural medicine during, you know, your your healing process. I mean, the, the diet was probably 90% of it, but with that, without that little 10% nudge with using some natural treatments, then you wouldn't have gotten that full remission, right? Oh, yeah. I mean... You know, I like to say I got maybe 80% better with diet. And what I mean by 80% better is I finally got, like, my symptoms stopped. So I could actually maybe, you know, live my life uh, and not have to be running to the bathroom every 20 minutes. So I got my life back. But there was mm -hmm. so much work left to do. I mean, you know, I, I had to do stool testing and work with a skilled practitioner to find that I had a parasite called strongloides, and I had to treat that. And that was another big hurdle. So once I, I treated that... I got a little bit more better. And then yeah. we started going through the uh, functional medicine mentorship with Dr. Kalish and his cool. program and discovered, oh, by the way, you're actually in full-blown stage three adrenal fatigue, so you should probably get that handled. And, uh, you know, once I got that handled and my hormones bounced out, my testosterone back up, uh, my melatonin back up, I mean, all these things were just stepping stones along the way. And now I feel like, wow, I'm like 100% healthy. But what I realized is like, okay, it's really relative. So my health now, <laughs> even though it's much better, there's probably still things I could improve. I could probably get some more sleep. I could probably do some better workouts, things like that. But in general, diet got me 80%, and it allowed me, like Steve said, it supported and created an environment for me to actually look at, okay, what are all the other things that are going on here that are at play? And, you know, uh, I still use digestive support, so I, I still have low stomach acid, so I still take BTNHCL when I eat meat. And I mm -hmm. still take digestive enzymes to support my fat digestion. And, you know, I think those are just lingering things from the celiac damage. But in general, those are all really important pieces to my health. So, yeah. you know, diet got me 80%, but lifestyle and supplements and other treatment programs were definitely critical in going that extra 20%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And... And you know the the really like one of the most important pieces though of of your whole program that you talk about is the the mental emotional aspect of it right I mean it's a huge change in lifestyle to do this that's why it's called you know SD or um, specific you know SCD lifestyle obviously because it is a lifestyle it's more than just a diet you're changing a whole lot about your life and and you know really being clear on what your commitment is why you're doing it being you know really looking at your why and um, making it more than just I'm going to have some bone broth right now, you know. So, Steve, talk a little bit about the, the mental-emotional aspect of, of the program you guys have created. Yeah, so that's something that I think uh, a lot of people overlook is uh, it's just how difficult of a change it is to, to switch your diet completely. And so I was eating standard American all the way, and to go from that to cooking all of my meals is, is a massive change. And, and what a lot of people don't realize is they – they look at that and they say, oh, it's just one change. Well, no, you have to learn how to shop. You have to learn how to cook. You have to learn how to clean. You have to learn how to, you know, actually cook recipes, pair these different things together. So there's actually, these are like life skills. And if you haven't been taught these life skills up until this time, 
um, you really need to think about uh, habits and change and the fact that uh, you need to give yourself a little bit of allowance and also stack up some dominoes on your side of this change so that you can get all of these life skills handled because I think uh, there's kind of a common quote out there that I heard before that it's easier to change your religion than it is to change your diet. <laughs> and so, you know, a diet is just wrapped around us, uh, you know, sporting events, social events. Um, food is just uh, such a common place in the Western culture, and it just ties into all the senses that I think it's really important to, to kind of get clear on um, why you want to make this change, you know, and, and for someone who's having, you know, digestive problems listening to this right now, they're right just thinking like, look, dude, I just want to poop or I just want to stop <laughs> pooping. And so that's awesome. But when that happens in like the first month, what's going to carry you farther? And so that's where yeah. you have to start to think about um, your your kids or your mom and dad or, uh, you know, something you actually want to achieve in this life, such as like a business or a job that you want to get to the next level because your health will multiply everything you want to do, but it will mm-hmm. also subtract and steal from everything you want to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and those people who are chained to the toilet or can't get to the toilet, they, they know this. Um, but really uh, keeping that fresh, you know, thinking about it, meditating on it, journaling on that, I think it's really important because uh, you and Jordan were just talking about kind of those ladders of health. Like when you're at the bottom and you're feeling really, really bad, um, the only thing you want to do is is stop, you know, farting or go to the bathroom or something. And that's like right. the first couple rungs on the ladder. And once you get those rungs, you don't want to get caught halfway up and halfway down the ladder. You want to make mm-hmm. sure you get to the top of the ladder. And so you have to have reasons to keep going up to the next rung. Well, I think people are so used to being sick. They don't even know how good they can actually feel. They don't even know how clear their thinking can be. You know, they're just used to being in that fog. They're used to having joint pain and muscle pain and just being a little bloated. I mean, I don't think people probably know that they are bloated. They just think that maybe they're just a little little thicker in the midsection, but maybe it's not fat. Maybe they're just literally bloated from their intestines, you know? I think you you just hit on such an amazing point there. Uh, there's so many people walking around who literally do not know how sick they are. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to be the person that's like, hey, dude, you're pretty sick because that just sounds awful. But you, you're, you're so right. I had no idea I could feel this good. Absolutely mm. none. None. And, and that mm. talks in everything you just said from memory, brain function, um, digestive habits, you know, my body, how I look, all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel it for myself, even just. Even like for me, I'm I'm a sugar girl, you know, like I, I have that sugar gene and it is always, I think it's always just going to be a battle for me. And it's one of those like on or off kind of things. I have to just be really good. Otherwise, it's just a slippery slope and I'll attack everything in the in the pantry. Um, you know, so when I'm when I'm doing no sugar at all, no grains, especially my thinking is like crystal clear, you know, but if I do a little bit of gluten free pizza or a little gluten free this or that, I mean, I'm just immediately in a fog and it's it is it's a huge difference. I mean, and, and I can actually go back and listen to some of my radio shows. When it's just clear and I'm on it, it's like I must have been eating really well then. When I'm stuttering and just kind of all over the place and not making sense, I probably had a gluten-free muffin right before, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, I mean, what what are we made of? We're made of only what we consume, which is eat and drink, basically, you know, and also right. what we breathe. But, um, so, you know, whatever we select to put in our bodies, that's really all that we can manifest as far as energy and cells and, and all of that. So, you know, when, you know, when we try to compromise and, and I've totally been there with you and I've, I've had my own, um, 
you know, binge eating episodes and, and, you know, a lot of men don't talk about that, but I totally get the, the sugar cravings and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. They'll keep those M&Ms away. But, um, man, when when you start selecting um, different foods, uh, everything changes. Mm-hmm. What kind of benefits has this provided for you aside from you pooping well? Just in, in life, your 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 family, your your work, your you know emotionally with your friends. What kind of benefits have you gotten from from having this this lifestyle? Um, I think uh, I would love to hear Jordan answer this too. But I think for me, um, you know, number one, the, my quality of life and the quality of time that I can spend with my loved ones and my family and friends is so much higher. Because mm-hmm. even people who listen to the show who who have never had a um, like a common digestive problem on a daily basis, they've been sick with the flu before. And when your digestive system is, is jacked up, you you are like, I don't know, I guess maybe maybe it's just me, but I become like this little baby who like, I cannot focus on anything other than the pain in my stomach, in my digestive mm-hmm. system. And so when you're always inside of yourself and, and focus on the pain that's happening inside your body, it is almost impossible to really make connections with other people and be with them because you're either worried about the next um, pain wave or the next bathroom trip, or you just you just really are in that much pain. And so I think one of the biggest things that's come from it is just um, being at this level of health and this level of clarity of thinking is, is my connections to other people has just grown immensely. Mm, that's huge. That's great. How about you, Jordan? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. I mean, oh my God, <laughs> everything in my life is better. I mean, I, you know, I was so sick, I, I was writing my will at one point. So obviously, I feel like I have my life back. But as I continue to get healthier, I think one of the most profound things that's come into my life is being able to be present to to my life and to have gratitude for things on a daily basis. Uh, you know, when I was sick, it was hard to to be in that place. It was it was almost hard to be like a higher level conscious human being. Uh, I was just dealing with either the digestive symptoms, but even then, once I got through those, I was still dealing with fatigue and brain fog and just weird. My brain wasn't working well, depression. Um, so I mean, in general, you could say things like I- I'm really happy now. I'm really grateful. Mm-hmm. I'm an amazing father. Uh, I just have all this energy to to give to my children. Uh, I've been able to help 20,000 people with Steve over the last four years, uh, growing in business and growing in, um, you know, spirituality and my relationships with people, my family. I mean, it's all just so profound. And and having um, happiness in my life with my brain chemistry is in a better place, uh, having all this energy not having weird pains in my body, like just noticing how my body actually feels really good and uh, jumping out of bed and not really having to use an alarm with snooze or anything like that. Um, (laughs) I mean, just all these little things, you know, productivity. Oh, my God, I'm like probably a thousand times more productive than I was five years ago. Um, Mm. So, I mean, literally everything's changed. My bank account's changed. I mean, all these things have just transformed all because my health has enabled me with a springboard to go jump off of. Mm, that is beautiful. And and you feel amazing, and you're able to actually help other people feel amazing. So that's rocking. What a cool life. <laughs> How's it get better than that? Yeah, no kidding. 
So I want everyone to obviously, you know, get your program because I think it's life-changing and it's scdlifestyle.com. What are some some, um, real practical takeaways, you know, some things right now they can incorporate into their, um, you know, into their daily routine to help improve their digestion? So let's hear from you, Steve. Well, like the, the simplest and the cheapest and the easiest thing that everyone could do, and I could do this even better myself, is that when we eat, we could just like take three deep breaths before we put any bite of food in our mouths and then not play on the internet, not watch TV, just sit there and just enjoy food for what it is. Like especially if you're going to be cooking your own food and you're going to spend all that time preparing and shopping and investing in your own food, like take the time to like seriously enjoy it and get a smile on your face. Because I think, um, you know, there's lots of ways you can literally mess up your digestion, but the first step is chewing and, and really, you know, making sure you're in um, parasympathetic and not sympathetic uh, nervous system. So in other words, you're not stressed. So we want to be not stressed and we want to chew our food. So if you can do those two things, um, I think you're already starting off uh, on a pretty good ground to, to digest that food. Hmm. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I see people eating in their car. And I was yelling at my boyfriend because he stands in his kitchen. Like He'll eat breakfast standing. It's like, sit down and eat your breakfast, you know. <laughs> we can't <laughs> escape it. We're just like, in, we're, you know, living in 21st century. It's, it's, yeah, you have to make I a conscious effort. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You do. I still yeah. struggle with it too. But, I mean, you know, when it talks to – when you spend all this time on your health, um, some of the simplest things can make the most profound changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? What are your what's what are some tips for our listeners? Mm. Well, I really I'm grateful Steve brought that up. I have a two year old and a four year old, so sometimes I'm lucky if I get to eat it all during dinner. So I'm like, <laughs> that's your intermittent that's, uh, fasting, right? <laughs> Not yeah, my right, choice. Right. <laughs> so uh yeah, so I'm grateful that you brought that up. I think I'll share a couple of really common things that we see. So if you're somebody who's, you know, been eating paleo or you've been trying to eat gluten-free and you're just not getting better, I mean, obviously there's a lot of different things you could try. But, you know, clearly eliminating grains has been helpful for a lot of people. But I want to talk about two supplements that really seem to help a lot of our, our one-on-one clients that we have as well as people that are using our guide. You know, they may be started SCD or they started paleo and they're trying to do the right thing and they're just, maybe they even get worse. Like that's pretty Mm -hmm. common. You know, people come to us and they're getting worse. And two things that we've done a lot of research on, and Steve has a beautiful series on the first I'll mention, which is low stomach acid. And you probably see this with, uh, with a lot of your patients, but it's been so profound that, I mean, probably 99% of the people that we're working with end up having low stomach acid and so something like D10HCL which has helped both Steve and I tremendously on our journey when diet just seemed like it wasn't working that really supported our digestion and then also digestive enzymes just seem to really help people that are, are struggling they're just not feeling better you know the diet's not working for them so I'll just mm-hmm. take it to another extreme and just add that in just those two supplements seem to really really help people Mhm. awesome yeah I think awesome. uh, just to uh, piggyback off that, uh, you'd be a candidate for low stomach acid if you're someone who um, is kind of meat adverse, um, if you're someone who burps a lot, if you, if you have a lot of that bloating, gas, um, those who are constipated, uh, it, it, you know, the list can go on and on, but those seem to be the big triggers, and, and we've actually found a lot of uh, women, and I don't know if you see this, Dr. Lowe, but a lot of women who um, do listen to their bodies, and over time, 
as um, their health has deteriorated a little bit, they've listened to their bodies and they say, oh, meat, I, I just don't do well with red meat, or I, I just mm-hmm. don't do well with meat. And what has happened is that they've actually lost di- or, uh, stomach acid function, and they're not secreting enough. And so um, they're correct. When they eat protein, it doesn't digest properly, and they burp, and they fart, and they have all these issues. So they, mm-hmm. eat, you know, they don't eat as much as what they should be. So, man, if I could just share that for all the women out there who, who have trouble with red meat, look into the little stomach acid thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, you know, get your poop tested. I do stool tests on almost all patients, at least half, probably three-fourths of all patients. And and people who have no symptoms at all digestive-wise, you know, they come back with parasites all the time. I mean, I think I probably, you know, seven or eight out of ten stool tests will have some sort of parasite that comes back. And H. pylori, oh, yeah. you know, it's super common H. pylori, and that can, you know, definitely be correlated with the low stomach acid. So it's always going to that first domino that falls, right? Like figuring out what is it for you that made this all start and, you know, get to that point because that's going to help to unravel this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and I can't second that enough. I mean, the people we're working with one-on-one too, I mean, geez, oh, Pete, I think probably – 80%, 90% of the people that we're working with are, are having positive stool test results for parasites mm-hmm. or bacterial infections. And, I mean, I just posted six case studies on our blog recently uh, of clients that we have, and it's really profound what you can do with stool testing, too. And I, and maybe we can spend a few minutes on this, Dr. Lowe, mm-hmm. and what your sure. clinical experience is. But in general, we we see a lot of people coming to us like, oh, I had my stool tested with this test, and it was clean. And the bottom line is, like, really what we're seeing with our mentors and other people like you that we talk with on a regular basis, you almost have to incorporate multiple stool tests. And what we like mm-hmm. to do is have people do the Metametrics 2105 with uh, the BioHealth 401H, which are two totally mm-hmm. different technologies. You know, one looks at the DNA in your stool, the other cultures it in a lab and grows it. And they just, it's profound that, that what we're seeing is, you'll find a parasite positive in one test and, and not in another. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of variables in there, different technologies, different days that you took the stool samples. But in general, just I think the bottom line I'm trying to drive home is get with a skilled practitioner like you, Dr. Lowe, who knows what they're doing and knows the right stool test to use so you can actually have positive results that can support you in getting better. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the plug. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's important. I mean, I, I had a parasite. Steve had one, too. I mean, it's it's surprising how many people don't even realize that they have intestinal parasites or bacterial infections. I mean, it's so prevalent. What kind of parasites did you guys have? I had a parasite called Strongyloides, uh, which <laughs> I was fortunate to be able to take a, uh antiparasitic called Ivermectin, and it was beautiful. It was just a one-day gut bomb. And uh, and I've been clean ever since. So I was that sounds like a there. cartoon character. It sounds like a cartoon character. It doesn't really sound. I know, like, a real like thing. right. Strong, I totally. had strongaloides. <laughs> yeah, like Popeye's arch enemy, right? Yeah, totally, totally. All right, what, what did you have? Um, I had a I had a trifecta. I had uh, Candida, Indolimax nana, and H. pylori. Dang, you won. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't so want to win this game. Yeah. You don't want to win this game. Yeah, you got some some tough tough stool in there. So what did you um what did you do to treat it? Um well, actually part of the reason why Jordan recommended some very specific tests is that um we've spent a lot of our own money uh testing, you know, just with all kinds of different practitioners, um people, you know, who are consultants and practitioners and this and that. And so uh 
early on as I was getting healthier, but not quite onto the next ladder of feeling, you know, awesome every day, I started mm-hmm. getting a whole bunch of stool tests. And so some of the first tests I got back showed uh, actually negative for Indolimax, Nana, and H. pylori, but they showed Candida. So I started with treating Candida, which now I know um, typically you'd probably treat that at the end. But interestingly enough, um, then with follow-up testing to different labs in the same lab, I came back positive for Indolimax, but still mm-hmm. negative for H. pylori. And then it wasn't until treating that and coming back around to that um, that I actually became positive for H. pylori. So it's been this um, interesting dichotomy of, of testing and retesting for uh, three years now um, for wow. me to kind of get to the bottom of this. It's like Literally get to the, the bottom of, of it. You have, you have collected your poop a lot of times. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve, tell her the um, tell her the text that you sent me earlier today, my friend. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out, bro. Um, so, uh, so well, yeah, sometimes you know when stresses the importance of follow up testing, my friend. It does. Okay. Sometimes when you're on this road, Doctor Low, you know you yeah. you got to be willing to own your weirdness and get this stuff done. And uh, and so I was. Uh, I had to collect some stool at the other job today, and uh, I was walking through the hall with it, you know, politely concealed, <laughs> saying hello to people, and they had, they had no idea what I was doing, but I, I knew, and I had this big smile on my face. <laughs> get, get your follow-up testing, kids. Yeah. yeah. Get the follow-up That's test. <laughs> I have a girlfriend of mine who was kind of a friend-slash-patient, which, you know, I don't do that very often, but she would send me text messages with photos attached of, you know, what would be in the in the toilet that day. <laughs> oh, nice. Hey, that's, you know, that's a beautiful public service announcement that everybody should take a moment to look down at their poo because most people don't. And it's like the best daily feedback that you get about how well you're doing, you know? Actually, keep a flashlight next to your toilet because if you shine a light on it, you see all kinds of stuff. <laughs> oh, no. oh, this is a whole new level I haven't experienced. All right. So do you recommend like LEDs or what? Uh, oh, you know, like the disco lights or the, yeah, the, the blue oh, okay. lights. Disco. Cool. So it glows. Cool. So just, yeah. Oh, so, so not the mag light in case something came out that you wanted to beat back in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cheeks hurt. That's awesome. And actually my brother, I have like the most amazing slash most disgusting brother in the world. And he'll like, you know, send me text messages of his poop. And he always has like, like, you know, a two-foot-long submarine. He's always like, check this out, you know? <laughs> hey, I always the tell the story, like, the, the the first time I had a perfect poop, I was like, I wanted to get champagne. I was like, honey, get the camera, get it. This is amazing. <laughs> oh my God. It's like years of work, right? It's like a, it's like a work of art. That's my kind of celebration. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah and now, now you get it all the time. Yeah, yep. Whew. Oh so my where gosh. do we go from there? <laughs> you know, I think that's like the the perfect the perfect ending to a perfect show. What's um any any uh, parting words, you guys? Well, we didn't mention what they should measure their stool towards. So go Google the Bristol stool chart. I'm sure you've mentioned it before, Doctor Lowe, But uh, for people who are listening to this show and didn't catch your previous uh, poop cast, um, definitely <laughs> check out the Bristol stool chart. Uh, be familiar with that. And uh, you know, Jordan and I 
always say that everyone has their own custom diet. So we're really big on uh, having listened to your body and following a program. You know, if it's not our program, that doesn't matter to us. Um, just listen to your body and choose the foods that seem to agree with you and, and never stop trying for a different level of health because, um, as we talked about earlier in the show, health magnifies everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Word well up. said, my friend. Mm-hmm. And I'll just I'll just follow it up with saying uh, be be your own health engineer. You know we we were uh, engineers in the industry and that's what we were trained in. So we were just trained in like troubleshooting and tweaking and customizing and just figuring out how to fix things. And uh, and people are always like Jordan and Steve say they're health engineers. What is that? That sounds fake. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just a, it's a mindset. You know, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and we encourage everybody to be their own health engineer. And and work with their doctor as a tool to to help support them in creating a custom diet that works for them, a supplementation program that works for them, and use testing and, and just keep tweaking and troubleshooting until you, you figure out what works for you. Mhm. And what's what's on the horizon for you guys? What's next? World domination. <laughs> poop. poop domination. Poop um. domination. <laughs> uh right now, um you know, we're we're putting up daily content on our blog or, or weekly content on our blog, uh, two posts a week. So if people want to come over and check out the, the new content we put up, we have some videos and uh, podcasts and various posts uh, about what we're doing. And uh, we uh, we actually do some one-on-one consulting. So we're really focused on kind of uh, learning those functional medicine skills right now. And uh, I think uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you at AHS later this year. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm I'm trying to make that happen. <laughs> I think I can swing it. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to no. start a petition. <laughs> Dr. Lowe better be at AHS. Free yeah, Dr. Lowe. We're going to we're gonna have to start a petition. <laughs> I'll sign we it. We can sell T-shirts. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Cool, you guys. I'm. Uh, that was super fun. And I am just really impressed with what you guys are doing and keep up the great work. You're helping so many people and um, – yeah, I'm looking forward to hanging more in the future. Yeah, yeah we'll do. Uh, we'll we'll have you on the podcast to have another poop cast over on our show, and then uh, it'll be fun. Maybe we can make some fun videos at AHS after the. Ooh, petition. that would that would be super fun. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Cool, you guys. All right, well, enjoy your night, and I'll talk to you real soon. Okay. Thank you Take so care. much. Okay. So grateful. Bye, guys. See ya. Yeah. Take care. All right, y'all, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in, and check me out next week, same time, same place, Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Check me out, DrLaurenNoel.com, and definitely check out the book uh, at scdlifestyle.com. I looked through that today, and it's really, really, really great stuff. So spread the word, help some people, and I will check you guys next week. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome.
Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.